Welcome to Podcast 334 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Duke, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Joe, aka Friday Night FM, and Dave, aka the CEO of Blue Lagoons. Welcome, gentle men. How are you? I'll take that. That's probably the nicest one, nicest intro I've had. Yeah. I had to. I mean, that's not what's written. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> that's not what's written. Uh, we you all good? That's we all good? good. You, you a- think that's good? Wait for the next line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there is no mad this week. He's hosting Ricky Sue. <laughs> oh, I just read that wrong. I, I've just read past it and I'm, uh, we're, we're going to have to edit this bin no Matt this week he's hosting Rishi Sunak's <laughs> Stop the Boat Party but do not fear on this week's podcast we'll be heading to Argentina to look at Galazzo 50 and our adventures in Wonderkid with some save updates sandwiched in the middle so let's crack on winners losers start with you Joe nah I think we've got enough to talk about mate okay okay that's cool I mean I have quite a big loser which is going to be my save update. Oh, so right. we could, well, I'll, we, I'll go we for, I'll go for winner of the week, played a lot of FM, loser of the week, yeah. you. <laughs> what, the fact you had to spend time with me when you played with the FM. Or no. Ass. Of what you've done to your save, mate. Okay, David. No, loser of the week, mad FM. Yeah. Yes, because he's well, not yeah. here. Winner of the week, I've officially got the darts board up properly at the house. Loser of the week is that I can't hit a 20 for love or money. That's not what she said. <laughs> yeah. We are. We, we might as well just turn into the darts podcast now. Um, two of us uh, have got a physique. A... <laughs> Me and Dave. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I got sumo physique. Uh, I think we. I think we could become a darts podcast. I, I think we should. We should definitely look at that. Um, my win on the week is the fact that I've played a lot of FM. My loser of the week is my, my FM save. I'm sure we'll we'll jump on that very very shortly. So let's jump into our our main part of the sandwich that we just spoke about, uh, which is the Galazzo 50, uh, which is identifying the young talents in Argentina, the under the age of 23. Now, what I'm about to tell you isn't actually the names; it's just my attempt of saying the names because some of these are going to be way off, gentlemen. So we're going to we're going to go round, okay? Because we can all read apart from me, and I'm going to start with here's the top ten of the who's who. Well, should, we, should we say should we say that the Galazzo Fifty, for if anyone doesn't know, is a list created by GalazzoArgentino.com. They're on Twitter as well. Every year they kind of do a top fifty list of players under twenty three. So it's well, it's a good little reference point if you like your South American wonder kids. Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, really good point. Um, and it is a really good little database. I've actually never been on it. I've just heard you speak about it. I've clicked on it today once I've looked at the pod, and actually, I'm very impressed with how they they present the data and how they actually come up with the list. So it's really cool. Uh, so we're gonna go top ten. Is this in numerical order, Joe? I think I believe it is. Yes, it is from ten to one, mate. Fantastic. So, Valentin Barco is number 10. Soon, number to be, nine? soon to be going to Brighton. Do yep. you think you seen that? they just... Yeah, I did. Yeah, Do you think they just use FM as their way of buying players? Because they just seem to get wonder kids left, right and centre. He's good though. I, I don't get why no one else has jumped on him yet. We say that about a lot of players. But well, especially him because he's like going. 10 million... What was it? 10 million dollars? 10 million euros release calls roughly? I don't think enough punts are taken by the Premier League teams. No, me either. Me neither. 
No, what they do is they let Brighton, teams like Brighton take that punt and then spend 100 million yeah. buying them off them. Because <clears throat> yeah. it's easier to do that, right? Number nine is who, Joe? Alan Velasco. Perfect. Uh, David, who's number eight? Matthias Sule. Oh, very He's well. Good. And uh, Joe, who's number nine? Who's <laughs> number seven? <laughs> All right, I know what we're doing tonight. But Brighton's Facundo Buonanotte. Buonanotte. Nice good, name. Good player. Uh, yeah, up at six is uh, Carlos Alcaraz. Where does he play, though? Uh, San Francisco. <laughs> um, Southampton. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, David, who's next? We've got Alan Varela. Varela? Yeah. yeah, it's tough words, aren't they? Um, <laughs> we've also got Garnacho, the overhead kick enthusiast. Um, I think that's what it says here. But, uh, Joe? Tiago <laughs> Almeida. No, he's, he's, an FM. he's an FM. Oh. Wonder kid. Big time. I, I, I love... I love Tiago. Tiago's probably one of those that, out of this list, I've signed the most. He is awesome. Uh, number two, we've got Enzo Fernandez, and then number one, Dave's FPL team being held together by Julian Alvarez. Julian Alvarez. So really, I mean, a lot of well-known players in that list. Um, it makes you wonder. They've just won the World Cup. They've got an exciting future ahead, right? Just with that top ten. Remember yeah, I said the other day. Exciting players. I mean, this this is not so. When you look at it, um, Julian Alvarez. I said to you the other night, the night only player that can wear the crest on both national and club for club World Cup and World Cup. So he's the only player yeah. that wears both. What do you mean? So you know, you know that they wear the crest, don't they, on the centre of the shirt for when you win oh, the, yeah. the club World Cup or the World Cup? Oh, I see. He's yeah, the yeah. only player that can wear it on both international oh, and yeah, that's cool. club. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was quite he's, cool. He's, he's got some serious honours already, hasn't he? Yeah. At such a young age. Oh, that's crazy. Mm. It's just, totally just a good team, though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's timed it well. Um, <clears throat> but it is going to be 20 to 11 that we are going to take a really good look at and see if there's any football manager gems lurking in this list. So we have all the screenshots, which Dave's going to put on the screen for us. Uh, join the YouTube pod. So if you want to have a bit more of a reference, feel free to check them out there. What you can also do is you can uh, you can have a little look um, on the YouTube, which is what I've just said, right? Or the uh, the, <laughs> the website. Up. I'm sure there'll be something up. We'll get mad to write something up, I'm sure. Uh, number 20, Joe. Talk us through him. Who is it? Where has he come from? And what's his name? Boca Juniors. <laughs> Ezequiel Zabaios. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> I, I, so I like he's, a, he's a winger yeah left winger could be far right mate if you're Joey Barton <laughs> he's got some highlights uh, and that's just his hairstyle mm. uh, you know um, he's, we've, we've talked about Barco we've talked about a lot of players that have come out and you know Boca Juniors always hotbed of talent so he's the first one on our list and say winger 20 years old you look at just look at the price tag and when you're going you know Premier League teams taking a punt you look at just his, his attributes at the start of the game, you're already in the 15s, you know, so it, it's, a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah, think he looks good. He, he looks very good. Um, good pace, good tricky winger as well. It's got player traits of like uh, tries tricks. Cuts inside from the left. Um, yeah, he's, he's tasting. At 20, he's got 15 dribbling, which is very good. 15 flair. 
uh, and then he's physically just very quick. So Dave's just messaging yeah, Matt Hobbs now. That could be a dangerous little man. That could be a dangerous little player, if uh, if you ask me. Um, picked up between three point three to ten million pounds. Joe, have you tried to sign him at for Milikau? It seems the sort of player that you might. It's certainly not, mate. Not someone. No. I, I tend to find with players from like Boca and River, their wages are not not like ridiculously high for Premier League. But if you try to sign them at somewhere like in Portugal, they probably want like forty k something like that. Um, which for Premier League standards is not a lot of money, but when you're managing finances in in lesser leagues, um, they can sometimes kind of outweigh what you're looking for. So yeah, not someone that I've looked to sign just yet. Super. Well, I think he'll pop up in a few places, and I, I'm, I'm actually shocked I've not seen him in my save. Yeah, yeah, because he, he does in China, look mate, yeah. talent. <laughs> well, I'm actually not in China. Um, yeah, he, he does. He does look very, very good. Determination of thirteen. Again, we we talked about that last week, right, Dave? About it sometimes being fixed, sometimes not being fixed. Um, yeah. I think the age of twenty, looks... and he's at a pretty big team. He, he'll be fixed, to be fair. But I like it. He's a good, good player. Like really well-rounded attributes, young player. I think he'll turn out to be a, a really good, really good signing. Fantastic. Right. So we go. To Holland next, David number nineteen. Yeah, Gaston Avia, uh, centre half, playing for Ajax, um, and again some really really tidy attributes on him. Not your sort of traditional taller winger. He's only six foot, uh, and not winger, centre half. Sorry, um, he's not your traditional tall centre half. He's only six foot, but still has got the attributes to, I think, you know, be a really top top level player. Got a half decent uh, free kick attribute as well. I think he's a ball-playing defender. I think you're laughing. He's a really, really tidy player. I think when you look Left at Ajax... Well. Yeah, I was going to say, when you look at Ajax, and it's more about technical, isn't it? I mean, I know they're yeah. doing a bit crap this year, but it's more about the technical football than being a lumpy centre-half. And we know we had the uh, Wonder Kid watch, didn't we, for uh, Jarrell Hatto a couple of weeks ago. And you think, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the kind of player that he's they expect probably Avila to move on. And then Hatto can step in. And obviously they've they've got a homegrown replacement right there, or vice versa. If Hato is doing the business, then he's he's a more than adequate backup if needs be. I'm looking at as well set pieces. You got a decent penalty taker there as well. Your centre half penalty taker, mate. I like that. Who's it? The um, I know very slight tangent. Is it Tapsoba? Who's yeah. a good penalty taker as well. I don't know why. There's something about that. A centre half that could take a penalty is uh, is, is you a say plus that? Me. Probably the greatest. Penalty taking, well, the, one of the best penalty take, yeah, Harry Maguire. Yeah. That penalty he took in, in the Euro <laughs> final was insane. The best are all the clips of people saying, Why is Harry Maguire taking a penalty? Yeah. <laughs> Bang. I mean, that was yeah. probably me, to be fair. I yeah. said that. Um, but yeah, smashed it against the camera. That I just, I just think that Daishi, mate, Daishi taking a penalty. Yeah, that's a good penalty. I don't think I've ever seen that, to be fair. Really? It's the most Brexit <laughs> penalty you'll ever see yeah. in your life. Yeah. You just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have hair? Like long hair, no flowing hair. No, he's not Barry, Barry Venison, mate. Yeah. Oh, bless him. No, I like the, the Avia though. Like even physicals are, are really solid. Mentals are, are fantastic. I, I think again he could turn out to be a really top end centre half in, in the game. He's um, he's like you say, he's very good with the ball at his feet as well. Which is, you are kind of sacrificing that height, but if you want to play out from the back, this man will do that for you very, very easily. You could have him as a DM as well, I think. I was going to say he could he could push up a bit de- uh, a bit higher as well. Well, that yeah. is the uh, IX thing. Technique, isn't 
Yeah, yeah exactly that. Yeah, I mean, uh, players like um, Alvarez at your place. Yeah, Martinez at our place. Um, you know, just big, you know, short, aggressive fuckers. And he's definitely going to look like one of them. Next up, we're going to head back over to Argentina uh, to Teacher's favourite place and probably one of Teacher's favourite names, right? Yeah, Federico Redondo. Uh, there you go. for Argentinos Juniors. So yeah, I, I signed him with the wall saver and I got him for oh. um, for for a really Next good price. Nothing, yeah, yeah. Is so it? I think I've signed him on a pre contract, then signed him for pennies really, really, really solid player. This is one that whatever level you well, if you if you're managing at top level or a decent sized team, I would definitely have a look at him early on in your saves. because um, a really solid player. And you're talking about Avia having like really consistent and solid attributes like all across the board again with Redondo, such a solid footballer. Really, and really I mean, good his, player. His football heritage as well, obviously, with his dad. I was say, I'm assuming it's not just namesake, it is actually his his son, mate. And he's in IRL highly rated. Again, looking like it's probably going to be about 8 million that he's going to move to Europe. But obviously, we don't know where yet. Has been touted for the Premier League, but could be obviously any of the the major Europeans I, I reckon and I think someone's going to pick up an absolute little talent there yeah that is uh, I'm just looking at his attributes there um, at the age of 19 to have passing a 15 I just that's scary like how good that and like his attributes as an overall I mean physically very good mentally very good and again technically very good and he's only going to get better right he's just going to develop uh, to be, be able to play every role isn't he yeah, and he's big and he's tall. He's strong. Um, he's good with his feet. Yeah, he could he could be a merciful merciful player. Yeah, I, I very much like him. He is uh, somebody that uh, we should see probably in the near future. Like you said, uh, we're going to go over to David Beckham's team now, Joe. Uh, and we're going to go to. I'm going to try this one. Are you ready, Facundo Barras? I'd go Facundo Farias, but that's close enough for Farias, you. Farias, okay. I, I, the eye dragged a little bit. Um, it, it's got him set up here as as actually as a number 10. Um, he does look like he's got the attributes as a winger, which is probably why it's one of his uh, one of his favourite places as well. But he's got technique of 16, dribbling of 16, flair of 16. For him to be as a number 10, that could be some spicy balls. Uh, and he likes to run with the ball through the centre of his player traits. Um, any experience with this chap? couple of FMs ago. Again, you just look at those attributes and that's, oh, that's just nice. developed Serious. as he's getting on, you know, into Miami. So he's, he's gettable. You know, you kind of look at him and he's like a wish version of Lionel Messi. You know, that's pretty much yeah, just like yeah. they've just got a backup for him, isn't it? Sitting in that 10 role. It's, it's five for eight. All right. If you, there's probably loads of people on FM that have signed him because he's he's been about for quite a while. I've lived such a sheltered life, you know. So happens when if you're it just isn't Brexit football. United. I've got no idea. Yeah, but maybe that's a problem. He's, he's too old for you, mate. Whoa. Why? He's twenty. Yeah, it's too old for you, isn't it? You normally have to sign all the wonder kids. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. He looks but, serious, though. Uh, so. He, he, he like he looks a serious baller. One for Matt Hobbs, just kind of. Yeah, I might have to get on. The, I might have to genuinely send him a message. Some of these. So wait, have a look he at. He's going to get better and better. If I speak to him, I'll say, "Have you, by chance, have you looked at the Gal- Galazzo Argentina?" And he'd be like, "What are you on about?" 
They'll know, mate. They're a big deal. <laughs> yeah, well, I tip probably. Um, it is. He is. He's very good. I think he's my favourite at the moment. Um, just with that flair, that technique, I could just see him creating havoc on that back line. So uh, that he's just sitting that cool. ten when he pop up with little through balls. He'll, he'll yeah, jinky little runs through. You know, he can he can do it all in that final third. He's got like he's got quite an underrated cheeky. 12 for long shots which makes me think that he's got a banger or two in him with the technique as well I could just see him like scoring a screamer for miles the one thing that uh, could be slightly fun. puts me off is when you look at the start of the game he's got damaged cruciate ligaments yeah. does that then become an issue further down the line yeah maybe yeah maybe good point good spot I didn't actually see that um, and he is yet to feature in this save for into Miami but yeah fingers crossed he will be one to watch in the future now we're going to go to Italy David with the next one and actually I think I recognise this name I recognise the name as well but it, 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 it would have been from Atletico Madrid I think it's probably where you recognise yeah. it yeah is it Perez Nguyen Perez yeah like Nguyen or Nguyen Nguyen Perez you in Perez into uh, I think you're Mr. right Mr. N Perez <laughs> <laughs> who did I think, yeah I think you're right I think Atletico Madrid probably when we did the network save at Atletico Madrid um, which you got which I think Joe said he couldn't remember us doing that by the way because I, I was um, fucking walking the league mate you were Barca were you Joe <laughs> 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 you let that one get away as well so uh, 17 aggression 17 determination, 15 tackling, 22. He is only six foot, but everything else physically, it's just a monster. Mate, fucking Lissandro Martinez has hurt you, hasn't he? Yeah, no, I just don't like... No, 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 it's just the way... I just... No, it's just it's just common sense, isn't it? You put your big guys at the back, you put your tricky guys at the front. Um, Lissandro Martinez has hurt a lot of people. He's Mate, hurt himself as well. You can have a six foot well. six centre half in FM and the ball will still fly over his head. Yeah, true. Fair point, well presented. Um, I'm assuming with all his moves, though, this guy's going to be quite tough to get hold of. Um, yeah, a little bit more in value, but I, th- I think again, he's, I didn't realise. You know, when was he at Letty? Four, three or four years ago. So he must have been obviously sort of that early stages of uh, of his FM time. And I, I'm sure I've signed him. If not, I've definitely seen him. So, but he's still young, 22 years of age, and in FM, really solid centre half. Yeah, his value skyrockets as well. Like he is a solid mm. little centre half. Yeah, little. You said it right, Joe. You said it right, little. Six foot is tiny. <laughs> um, we're going to head back to Boca Juniors for the next crying. one. Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to head back to Boca for Ezekiel Fernandez. Uh, centre midfielder. His player trait stops play. Uh, he's got tackling of 12. Very physical. Aggression's quite low for an Argentinian. But this guy could be a very good ball winner for you. And once he gets the ball back, he has got some very good technical, uh, uh, mental and technical attributes to be able to pass the ball off to, to someone as well. An, an so this player, is an ex- He's an everywhere player. Yeah. Like, I literally, when I had done the Boca save in the, in the beta, mate, he was just everywhere in it. Left-footed as well, so he gives you balance on that left side of midfield. And literally up up and down, all over the place. Loves a red card. Looks like he, he looks like a footballer as well. He's got his little earrings on, yeah. the, on the face back. Links with Liverpool in real life as well. Uh, okay, well, that means I don't like him. It's a shame. <laughs> I like Gravenberg. I used to love that guy. 
Not anymore. And Nundis. Um, who? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, lovely guy, Joe. Listley looks like such a well-rounded player really, at the age really of twenty. Good yeah, and you, you could play any of the spots. Really good. Um, Dave, is this? I mean, Argentina is somewhere you like to go. Is this like in your transfers? Is this someone that you would pick up in your? Yeah, so he I could th- do a job at Wolves now, could he? Yeah, I know. It's it, it's interesting, like the role that you would play him in. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what sort of role that you would play him in, though, because he's got like is he tackling high enough that you can have him as like a DM or like ball winner? But then at the same time, his dribbling's quite good as well. So you know he can win the ball and drive it forward. So I don't know. Even as like maybe a central midfielder support or or something like that, he's got good passing. So maybe him in the second Valente. Yeah, mm. it's probably not not the bad not, not the worst shout. Or sure. even like little left sided would be pretty decent for him as well. Uh, likes to carry the ball well, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think let's not sleep on that ta- uh, passing technique and vision because that could that could be a cocktail for some beautiful passes. Yeah, uh, good again, good player and yeah, solid as they yeah, were. No, I like sure. him. Well, that's that's halfway through this little list. Uh, we're going to go over to somewhere a little bit local to Joe in Tottenham. It's not local to me. <laughs> well, it's, it's closer than don't, me don't and closer even than Dave. Into these shit cunts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not a top them podcast. Uh, striker Alejo Villiz. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you know what? No, wow. I didn't know much about him, and no. kind of knew he was at Spurs. I've seen him in the last. Couple. I think he scored last week in real life. I'm pretty sure he scored his first goal for Spurs. Um, as I say, previous to kind of him moving to Spurs, not a name that I was kind of would recognise. Um, when I see Rosario Central, I just think of uh, a certain player with the surname of Ruben. Um, but yeah, he I mean, he looks tidy enough. I mean, he's not a Harry Kane, but hes uh, you look at his value in-game at the mm. start and that's ridiculous. And it's probably to do with the wow. fact that he's only just signed a contract, probably got a fairly decent potential on him. Um, but yeah, so I think he's a... You look at heading, finishing composure like the your normal bits off the ball movement it's very good for a 19 year old he's going to get you goals isn't he absolutely mm. going to get you goals not me mate he plays Spurs gonna... <laughs> <laughs> but he is he's very much he's got him down here looks like he's his favourite role is, is poacher and he is just he looks like a little fox in the box like with the head in with the finishing anticipation's good he could just play right on that last man and, and be that Harry Kane-esque player where he could tap it in that's yeah. all Harry Kane is attacking <laughs> merchant I think uh, yeah, he looks a solid times. especially at the age of 19 as well like you can think whether you loan him out or you get, get him you know first team football if you're managing Spurs you know you got at the age of 22 23 you'd expect the finishing to be like 15 16 his heading might creep up mentally and physically he's going to get a little bit better as well so I think he's a, he looks a really tidy player I think he's picked up an injury in real life so we might not what, see him short term in a Spurs shirt but he's a um, Really, really tidy player. I don't think he's someone that, like Joe said, because the value is so high. I don't think he's going to be someone that is easy to sign on FM. Maybe he's a loan signing. Yeah, and he, he might possible. be one of those as well. If if he's not getting first team football, he might get find him transfer listed or something like that. So yeah, yeah could be one. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's head back over to Boca. Uh, we're going to go see. I mean, Boca have got a lot of these players. I know, obviously, it's Argentina, but. 
They've got a lot with uh, Christian Medina. Oh, yeah, picked, picked a nice one there for you, mate. <laughs> yeah, probably the easiest like on the list. I like my diner. Uh, <laughs> Another central again. midfielder. But mate, this guy is. I love this guy. The aggression gets you though. Doesn't it? On, on a few of these players, you'd expect the aggression to be higher. Yeah, true. True. Only eight here we're looking at. But that's 17 determination for somebody that's 20 with attributes that good already. And a natural natural fitness of 16, he makes me happy already, right? He can do everything in that middle. Um, and he's he's just going to get better and better. Absolutely better and better. The only down, one of the downsides, he's right-footed only, so he won't even touch his left. Um, but he's got a lovely player trait of uh, looks to pass rather than score as a central midfielder, um, which means he's... Uh, but with 13 long shots, that's a shame, really, isn't it? I think he'd probably take a shot on or two. Mm. But uh, good player. Values quite quite nicely as well, 3.6 to 10.5. So again, somebody that you could pick up pretty early on into the save. There's, but, there's um, definitely value there, isn't there? Yes, even if you just turned him around. I think technically, right, him. I think technically compared to Fernandez, he's not quite as good, but I think his mentals and physicals are better. So I think yes. they, they, you know, if you've got a left and a right there, you're fairly complimentary. I just, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at them both now. And you're right, yeah, you could have, you could have one and the other. That would be, uh, that'd be hell of a midfield. Um, they've done quite well, right? And obviously, that's just, if you do go on and manage Bocca and you start up with those two, if you've got quite a good money in the bank, we're just oh, selling mate, those two. Bocca have got an insane squad for football manager. Yeah. Oh, well, Central defenders, go, not so much, but yeah. Save idea. There you go. Maybe so. Cavani up front. Talking about Youth up front. Youth development challenge. Ooh, talking about up front. David, do you want to tell us about this next one? Lucas Beltran. Playing for Fiorentina in uh, Italy. Again, I think similar to Vellis. <laughs> I, I like this guy a lot. Obviously not as tall as Vellis. Um Beltran's only five foot nine, but still got fifteen finishing, thirteen heading, good on the boys, fourteen dribbling, good technique at fifteen, seventeen work rate. That's I'm getting big, the, I think. I'm getting the word pressing forward. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I play with Simeone at Familicao, and his work rate is really high. And as a striker, mate, he's just constantly. If you play in a pressing game, like you, when you see a striker have good work rate in the match engine, like it's fuck, it just looks great. It's, it, He's a bit Tevez-esque, you know, yeah, just yeah. chasing the ball yeah, down ball and off. creating something yeah. off the back of forcing a mistake. Yeah, love it. Yeah, he's, t- yeah. he's a really tidy, really tidy player. He, he has. He's got some really good technicals, but that, that work race is huge. For somebody that you could play almost as that lone striker, you know he's going he's gonna to put a hell of a shift in. That's, that's big for a team, uh, especially with the way that certain people play the game nowadays with, with all the high pressing. He is a beautiful player. Dave, you're absolutely spot on with that pressing forward. Yeah, I think, I think I, he can play at most roles, though, to be honest. I think genuinely, obviously, like you look at the main things for a forward, you finish in, like you head in, you're off the ball, you work right. They're all they're all, they're all, all up there. So I think you're right. In a range of different roles or formations, I think this guy would be really solid. And because his value is he's pretty decent, because I assume he's only just moved to Fiorentina quite recently. But no disrespect to them, they're not a top-end team in Italy like they're not the top of the, the Serie A so I think he would be achievable for you to sign him for a fairly respectable fee within the first few years of the game yeah absolutely agree absolutely agree uh, last one 
Mr. Friday FM, do you want to tell us all about the, the chap on loan from City? Yeah, Maximo Peroni. Um, oh, currently on loan, well, on loan at the start of the game with Las Palmas. Um, Las Palmas, obviously uh, renowned for you know developing some really good young players. Um, and he, he's another one. You know, City signed him from Vélez. Uh, I think he played a couple of times maybe in the Carabao Cup or, or FA Cup for him, but he's gone out on loan to Las Palmas just to obviously get some game time. Um, again, another silky footballer. Kind of, he's. I think he's like the Rodri replacement potentially. So I think they're just grooming him at the moment to make sure he gets game time so he, he develops, you know, put him in a good league, playing obviously um, playing in La Liga. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, I say, you just look at his attributes if you remember uh, Santiago Assasabar um was yes. a, was an FM signing for a defensive midfielder not quite as aggressive not you know but he's got that factor where you'd go yeah I'd have a go on that um left footed as well um nothing like a you know a left footed player to kind of unlock passes forward and things like that I, you know there's something about a left footer other than when they take penalties um, that always looks nice on the eye, I think. It says here that he, uh, in his biography, that he is labelled as the next Mascarana. <laughs> it's not a bad um, shot, mate. It's not terrible. Um, I'm, might, I'm, I'm sure I've signed him before. West Ham. I'm sure I've signed him before, but it would have been before City signed him. So it was probably a couple of years ago on FM. Um, but yeah, you know what, with this list, obviously... Galazzo Argentino can obviously pick out these players, but not not a hundred percent of the time the good players in real life reflect that on Football Manager. But the te- last ten that we've spoke about are un- unbelievable players. I think all ten of these are like top players, like that's really the, really good. That's the thing. Obviously, you know, Galazzo Fifty is not on FM related thing. It's just that it's about you know Argentinian football, uh, yeah. and when you look at the top ten, you know Julian Alvarez. He's been in. He's been on this list the last couple of years, like before he went yeah. to City. Um, Enzo Fernandez, obviously everyone knew him at Benfica, but obviously mm. before that as well. Um, Almada, you know, we've known him in FM for donkeys. donkeys um, yeah. Garnacho is obviously clearly because he plays for Manchester United. He's, he's a high profile <laughs> player. Um, Varela, not so much, um, but it, definitely in FM. There'll be lots of people that have signed him in FM. Um, Alcaraz, I think when he moved to Southampton, showed his quality straight away yep. in a shit team, let's be honest. Um, Buonanotte at Brighton, you know, is in the arguably the, the league with the biggest eyes on it, you know, all year round. Um, Matthias Sula is one because he looks a cracking little player. I, I, I'm pretty sure when we done the Ibrahimovic adventures in Wonder Kid Land, yeah. I, th- I think we was going to put him in because they're playing at the same team at the moment on loan. Um, and then Velasco and obviously Valentin Barco, everyone knows from FM this year. He's probably the most signed player, you know, eight million release calls or whatever it is, like absolutely fantastic. But you're, you're then looking at the next depth of ten players under twenty three, and you're going every one of them is a baller. Yeah, you know, and there's yeah, there's yeah. fifty of these players they've got on this list, and there, there's some players in there at like you know fifty to forty nine, whatever. That they're, they're you know they're still really good players. It was such an abundance of talent coming out of South America and in specifically Argentina. Um, it's a great place to go and just nick players from if, if you're playing FM. Even playing FM in Argentina, it's, it's difficult if you're playing with teams that are not River Plate and Boca, maybe Racing. There's not, the money isn't there. Like you sell players and 
but it's not enough to you don't you don't make that much money on them obviously with like um Julian Alvarez you think was he 15 20 million or something it wasn't silly money that no. City signed him for they've just signed Echeverry you know again not a lot of money you know so that you don't make bundles so the league's quite hard like financially so it is a lot of developing young players yeah, but the list is like, like I said, the list is bang on. Like the quality of the player there, I, I would be interested to. Obviously, we'll, we'll put a link in the description of the pod. But I'll be interested to see some of the players further down the list to compare to them to see how good they actually are on FM as well. I'm loving the fact that we we go through that list and there's still, you know, there's still players that, still in Argentina. You know, they haven't been picked up yet. They they're not been exposed to to Europe yet, and and maybe kind of some of that freedom taken out of their game, but. Yeah, I'm, I mean, there's some cracking players here. Like Dave said, uh, it might be a little tab I need to keep open on my, uh, <laughs> ready for next year and, and kind of get ahead of the game because, yeah, that's great, great bit of, bit of work here, Joe, because this is awesome. I mean, I didn't write it, mate. <laughs> no, no, but you found it. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll, it's, or, you say, it, it's, or you use it, right? No, but it's, it's, I've read, I read a lot of stuff with with South America. Um, it's You know, as you well know, we've been watching some of the Portuguese football recently and even when you've been watching it like, like it's just it's quite refreshing to watch something that isn't the Premier League like isn't dial- yeah. isn't so over analysed like I've, I've spoke about it before on the pod that the football's so over analysed that everyone's scared of making a mistake there's no flair there's no individuality you know really it's all it's normally a mistake leads to an opportunity whereas you start watching like the Portuguese League or a bit of Argentinian football Brazilian like you watch those games and there is still individual moments of brilliance and like you know like with Portugal we've, we was watching Sporting with um, Jokeres we've watched you know Porto the other night um, and you see these players that get linked about and you can see why they're getting linked about whereas a lot of it is just Twitter stuff you know lots of people go oh Jokeres didn't score the other night um, for Sporting yet he had like four assists I think like he was massively influential in the game, just didn't score. Um, and where people are criticising him because he didn't score against a, you know, a lesser team. But if you actually watch the game, you'll see what an impact he actually has. And that's that's why it's good, like, especially when you love FM as well. Like when you watch some of these games, I mean, we've watched uh, the Libertadores together. We've watched a few, like we've watched games like that. And every time you watch it, you go, that's actually decent because it's yeah. different. And you'll see players yeah. that you'll recognise and you go, oh, I've actually never seen them play. And it... it I think you get that feeling of because you play FM and you see those players playing not in the big leagues, for instance, that you have that little bit of, oh, yeah, I know this player. I know this player that's playing in Brazil. He's playing in Argentina. And then it's that same feeling you get when you see him play in the Premier League and you go, oh, I signed him like three years ago. He's going to be a baller. Now you get that before they even make that move. And it just makes you feel like an excellent nerd <laughs> yeah it's great for when you when you have that little conversation you know yeah i know that guy already you know you're way behind the curve here i love it it is awesome right that is uh that's gonna be linked in the description if if we remember um and yeah. the, the, the screenshots will be available uh on screen over on our youtube uh save update gentlemen joe you weren't here last week Do you, anything happened in familiar cow Everything goes on in Familia Cow, mate. That's where it goes down these days. Um, I did listen back before you recorded last week because obviously I was due to be on it, but um, had a bit of man flu. Um, see, I had a season five update. 
which is quite a big and and I've I've done season five. I'm into season six now. Like we're literally flying through it at the moment. I'm in, I'm enjoying the save a lot. Um, I will say if you're looking to to play a new save, Portugal's really good. Outside of Benfica, Sporting, and Porto, uh, there there's a lot of little teams. I'm I'm actually playing a game going. Oh, I'd quite like to manage that team. Oh, I'd quite like to manage that team. Like there's a few teams in there that got loads of Brazilians, like. A couple of like there's really good youth prospects coming through and it's it's just a really fun league to play. But for me, um the twenty seven, twenty eight season, um I think I'd said last in, in last year about obviously Champions League football, we're we're battling, we've we've broken into that the top echelon in terms of uh league finishes. Um not yet in terms of obviously stature of the club, but we're we're kinda getting there. Um but had quite a busy transfer window Windows, um, Enrique Araujo, who we bought in, we had him on loan. Obviously, he's at loan. He's on loan at the club from the start. Um, he'd gone back. We bought him for four hundred and seventy-five k from Benfica. Um, was by far my best striker for an, for a number of seasons. Um, Fiorentina, second mention tonight on the pod. Um, they came in with a bid worth fifty-one million pounds. Um, it's thirty-six plus fifteen, um, but that's a can't say no to that. That's that's ridiculous money for that striker. I mean, he's still only twenty three, I think, something like that. Um, he's gone to Fiorentina. Values over a hundred million, and he's scoring goals in Italy. So, like, obviously, I, I've absolutely done my nuts on that transfer uh, fee. Four hundred seventy five k to fifty one million is obviously a massive turnover, and that that generated obviously a lot of opportunity for the squad um, Nathan my right back who's been in the Portuguese team of the year every season that we've played um, he's released clause um, got obviously activated Valencia took him so that's 15.25 million so two kind of influential players in my squad leaving um, so I had to obviously get some replacements in um, it's the first year that I've kind of gone, do you know what, I'm going to have an under-23 side. I'm going to start giving opportunities, you know, bringing some players in that can play in the, the, the team below. So as players sell, I haven't then got to go out and sign them. I've got them ready to go, like, you know, start developing and bringing them up. Um, so I, I signed three or four players for that, but kind of first team players, um, Gabriel Moscardo, who looks like he's going to PSG. Bought him in um, for ten point five million. Now he, he's a strange one because he's a defensive midfielder, and I don't play a defensive midfielder. But I thought for his value, that was his release clause, and I thought, Do you know what? I basically bought him as an investment, so that I I would still play him. I'd, I'd I'd fit him in occasionally, but I just thought for that money, no one's gone in and bought him. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get him. Use some of that Araujo money just to basically make more money. So that was an investment there. Um, I signed a left back from Santos um, called Souza for 450k. My God, he's a, he's a pure me fullback, like attacking fullback, Brazilian, like just fits the criteria for me. Um, so he's come in. Um, I signed, obviously I've got new gens cropping up now. I've got a Mexican centre midfielder from Santos Laguna, um, Salvador Espinosa. He's come in, left-footed kind of central midfielder, um, looks an absolute baller and again a bit of an investment just kind of build padding this squad out now to be competitive with the top boys um obviously sold Araujo so I needed another striker um I actually couldn't really find anybody 
to transfer. And I'd seen a couple of times, obviously, because Atletico Madrid were my affiliate club, they actually cancelled the affiliation for this season because they said our stature had become too big. So there was no wow. no benefit to them. Um, but they had Samu Omarodian, um, obviously young striker that they've got there. I took him on loan. I thought, you know what? I'm going to take him on loan first, see what he's like. Um, more to come on that later. Uh, I've signed, there was a, there's a right back. He went up for sale, new gen right back, 48 million quid um, at Estrella de Amadora in Portugal. Well, he's a new gen mate. He was like 16 and he was 48 million quid. I've done, done the pursuit on him. Uh, when I watched these games, I think I was sitting in Discord with Dupe saying like, I'm literally going to watch a 16 year old right back play watching it. <laughs> Can I just say like, sorry to butt in, but like, I'm incredibly impressed with when I say I do the pursuit, I show my face and I walk away. Joe was genuinely just sat there watching the whole game. I just couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, yeah, fair play. Like, you, that is proper commitment. We've got a podcast you on that, haven't we? We were meant to have spoke about it a few weeks ago. I think we have spoken about it before. Yeah, right? I mean, the pursuit is it's a good thing, mate. It, 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 and it, well, it works, is what I'm going to say here. So I, I kept, I, there's no way, he's 16, ain't paying fucking 48 million for him. Fuck off. So I kept just going in with little bids. He's going to be a good player. So I, I wasn't being shy with what I was offering, but I was, I was just kept putting bids in. They kept rejecting them, putting bids in and rejecting them. I'd go and see him. I'd talk him up in the press, do, do all the normal things. And then eventually he got the ump when they rejected it. And he, he transfer list himself for 24, or put a transfer request in, and he was 24 million. So effectively half what his value was prior to that. And I thought, do you know what? Sorry, I'm going to do it. You know, Nathan went for 15.25 million, put, an, put another 10 million into that for a right back that I could either have forever, because, you know, it's going to be, he could be there for 12, 13, 14, 15 seasons for how young he is. Or... It'll get it'll get purchased because he was the, like he was that you know when you look at a new gen you go you're far too good for how old you are like you're going to be one of them worldies so signed him up um, obviously spent a a big chunk on that but I think the return on investment will pay for itself um, went to Benfica signed um, he plays left and right back Diogo Spencer. Mate, solid I tried to sign him for, just yeah. for Super Sport as well. Yeah, he rejected me. A couple, couple of million quid, mate. And he's honestly, what what a fantastic backup he's he's been for me already this season. Um, I've signed another new gen because basically I've got players. So I had Echeverry playing on the left. I had Gon- Franco Gonzalez uh, on the right. I had... Uh, Prestiani, who we're going to talk about more later on the right. I, I had my wide players fucking excellent. And then all of a sudden they just started being prize pricks. So, oh. yeah, it all kind of went sideways for me. So I signed a, a new gem from Gremio called Matthias. Um, I've signed a centre-half from Sao Paulo called Douglas. And, yeah, it's kind of, I spent a lot of money, but I'm still in profit. So from all the player sales I've had, because in January, Luciano Rodriguez, who Dave's mate at the Copa Club, has just done a piece on in IRL. He plays for Liverpool in Uruguay. Um, I had him. He wanted out. So I had to sell him. He went to Norwich for 10 million. Um, Gustavo Saar, who I've spoke about a few times. I've recommended him to a couple of people. Um, 
Red Bull Leipzig come in on literally on deadline day, um, paid his release clause of 33 million, so he went. Um, and then Franco Gonzalez is the guy that I raved about, even wrote a piece for the website about. Um, he was just an absolute knobber. Um, wanted a new contract, wanted silly, silly money for Portugal. Like I'm talking like 70, 80 grand a week. And I, I was I'm just not paying that because you're just going to bankrupt the club. Mate, we, we have 600 season ticket holders. Like <laughs> You can't be paying 60, 70 grand a week. I, I could, but I don't want to because that's not how I'm playing the game. But kept going on, kept trying to offer him a contract. And then he got to a point where he said he doesn't want to leave the club anymore. And I thought, oh, fuck, finally. Right, let's get him signed up on a contract. No, his agent was still a knob. So I thought he's got a year left, less cash in. And Villa come in, 44 million, took him off my hands. Signed him for three and a half million, so made massive profit on him. Um, but he was out the door. So it kind of put me in a position where I was starting to lose some of my big players, like Gustavo so I'd been literally played my Segundo Valente role the whole time absolutely fantastic little player Gonzalez excellent player you know and I was like oh, fuck me I'm actually I'm losing some of these guys now so I've had to kind of spend some money getting some youngsters in and every time I've kind of had a victory in like the Champions League or I get defeat in the Champions League it comes up with young Familicao so it's like mm. I said to do the other day like my oldest player was like 24 in one of the games so it's too young, too young. Um, but yeah, so built the built the twenty threes because that was something I wanted to do to start having a bit of a backup there. Um, got a, got a terrible Champions League draw. Um, I had Dortmund, Valencia, Copenhagen, PSG, Celtic, Ferencvaros, Red Bull Leipzig, Arsenal, um, which we drew against Dortmund, beat Valencia, drew against Copenhagen, um, lost to PSG, drew with Celtic. Lost to Rebel Leipzig, drew with Arsenal. Somehow I managed to get into the playoffs um, where we drew Benfica and I lost to them. But just getting through to that playoffs was like another 12 million quid. So the Champions League is just bolstering bolstering the bank balance, which is nice. And when I think I was talking to you Duke, the other night about the coefficients, how Portugal's moved up, like they've got three Champions League places now, whereas before it was just one. Now they've got three, so it's it's gradually moving up. Where and we were the we were the top team in Europe for coefficients in Portugal because I, where I'd gone far in the Europa League for two years, and then obviously I've been in the Champions League. It's I've actually done better than the other Portuguese teams, so it's quite nice to see Familiar up there in the coefficients, which was good. Um, in terms of the league, I, I've done what I've done. Most seasons where I start really well, get excited, think, oh, fuck me, this could be the year. And then got to January. I had three defeats in January. Um, and then literally Benfica just didn't lose. Um, all the way up to towards the end of the season where I was still in it mathematically, but they were about nine points ahead. They played us, beat us, and that was them winning the league. Um, didn't get to give, they didn't get, to, I didn't get to give them a guard of honour dupe, which you found out this week was yeah. something new in FM, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, um, which is yeah. good. Um, I made Omarodin's transfer permanent um, because he was the league's top scorer. He won player of the league in Portugal as well. Eight million wow. quid. Pfft, thank you very much. Yes. So, yeah, yeah done that. Um, and I think for the season, you know, I mean, we finished third in that year. I'd finished second the, the year previous. Literally, I think the amount of players that left and have had to come in, it really unsettled the team. Um, it was... 
I, I finished third, but level on points with Porto. But they had like a resurgence at the end of the season where they were just they were going on a really good run. Um, Vincent Company done wonders with him as manager, um, but he left at the end of the season um, to go to AC Milan, and James Milner took over the reins at Porto. So <laughs> you got Hansi Flick at Benfica, James Milner at Porto. So yeah, it's been good, and obviously going. We'll go into the next season. I've got to go through the playoffs in the Champions League to get into the group stage. Um, which the first time I done that, obviously I got knocked out by Ajax. Um, the following year I got in naturally, just by the league position. And then this year I've got to qualify again, so that'll be interesting. But got a young squad, lots of good young players. Just got to try and get them all to mould now. Um, and then yeah, we're going to season six with. Uh, High expectations. I, I, this season, I want to go in there and really try and win the league. Yeah, no, I mean, just sat there listening to it, man. Like, I have to admit, like, there's not many people that I could just sit and listen to talk about football manager all day. And you're one of them. Like, the way that you just put your st- like put the story across and that and the narrative you, you, you build of it all is just, yeah, it's very nice, mate. And, and it sounds like you're doing a fucking cracking job there as well. Um, and... It's just a shame that we, we can't see it. We have to just hear about it. Um, but I'm sure if we have some big games, we'll get it, we'll get it shared in the Discord, don't we? Yeah, mate, it's always... The thing is, I'm really enjoying playing it. And that's that's the best thing at the moment. Like, I haven't... You've always said... I've, I've, I've screenshot everything. I've got save files yeah. of all, all of them. I've literally... I've, I've got my notepad out here and I literally write notes as I'm going through yeah. because I know on the pod that we're going to talk about it. So I kind of just write all, all the highlights of what's going on. Um, things that I kind of haven't talked about, I've, I've stuck to a kind of four four two four two four system from the start. I've got like a four three three that I can go to sometimes. I talked about it before, trying to make a more defensive um, formation to play against the bigger teams. But do you know what? I think when you when you're an underdog against these teams, playing a higher tempo against them actually unsettles them. Whereas if you try and go defensive, I think sometimes you just make yourself too vulnerable. So I. I I've kind of stuck to it and gone, do you know what? Fuck it. Balls out, let's have it. Yeah, no, very, very impressive. Uh, and we're sure next time we touch base about it, you hopefully you've got a trophy in the cabinet. Yeah? You reckon? No. no I'm do a you let, think well, you'll depends. win a trophy quicker than Dave wins a trophy on his? Oh, easy. I've won trophies, mate. Well, I've Champions won- League. Possibly, probably will. I don't think I'll win a Champions League. I mean, I was close in the Europa League. Yeah? I was close in the Europa League. It it would be nice. It would be nice to win a Portuguese League. Yeah, I think that's got to be the next step, right? And then then hopefully you can build upon that, help your rep a bit. I mean, I'm assuming your rep's quite high anyway, but only 600 season ticket holders is quite quite low. Well, they've only got... Their stadium's only 5,500. Seater, which right. is mental because there's some Portuguese teams that aren't. I would I'll say you'd expect them to be battling relegation every year that have got massive stadiums. Mm. Yeah, they've got a really tiny little stadium. I mean, it's North Portugal as well, so it's not like they're in Lisbon kind of area. So it's not their catchment like Braga with a big team in Northern Portugal. Right. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, they've only got two two stands themselves. So, yeah. but I've I've got a new stadium being built. Um, okay. which I should move into the maybe the end of season six. So we got we got a name for that yet? No, 
Not going to be named not, after you. Not yet. Not yet. It'll probably be like the Familiar Cow Stadium or something. But yeah, right, yeah. Right. which it works out quite nice because the the one blog post that I wrote for this was obviously in the future, and it was yeah. that they'd built a new stadium. We'd had all these players come through. Like uh, the narrative, I'm I'm working towards that narrative. So I'm kind of in my mind. I'm thinking, do you know what I probably do when we move into that stadium? If we've won the league, then I'd maybe start then as the current day. It's kind okay. of go from there. I don't know. I, I would like to write about it, but I have more fun playing it and I don't want to stop playing yeah. because I haven't yeah, got I think a that's right. And it's we, like, we talk about it on the We've pod. always said that, haven't we? We've yeah. always said that content kills saves. It's difficult just it's to just... sit down and have the time to be able to write it at the moment. So, And I don't think I'd do it, the credit, just literally smashing through with, you know, doing a save update blog. You'd mm. want, I want it to be something a bit different. So we, we never say never, but... You can hear it all on the Five Star Potential podcast. Yeah, boy. Well, there you go. David, I think we're going to probably leave ours till next week, right? Sound fair to you? I, I mean, don't think I, I want to uh, follow that I, in, I've not, amazing I mean, up there. <laughs> I mean, I've not done a huge amount anyway um, since the last pod. I mean, I've only started second half of the season and by the end of, by the next pod, I would have finished the season. The one update from mine is that I did slag him off on the last uh, episode. Um, Peter's Sifiwi Peters, the striker, he has actually joined me officially on loan now. I've managed to get him in on loan. So, um, so far, he has scored two goals in five games. So, hopefully he kicks on. And still in the African Champion uh, Confederation Cup, which is like the Europa League, still in... I, I think we're out of the league race, to be honest. We've dropped to points in two games and now I'm 13 points off top. So, I can't see that happening. But still in the Confederation Cup, still in the FA Cup. So, we could actually win a quadruple without actually winning the league. But... That'll be a big update <laughs> on the next big update on the next episode anyway. Fantastic. Well, I mean, cut a long story short with mine. Uh, I was doing really well in China and then I fucked up the squad registration rules and they all kind of got upset with me. And I asked, demanded that they gave me a, a coaching badge and then I resigned. Uh, and now I'm looking for a job. Um <laughs> I just class. Oh, I just fucked it up. Like I bought all these players in, I bought these foreign players in, and then we we like we did we nearly got promoted and like it was so close but yeah I fucked it up I fucked it up anyway um, I don't want to talk about it it's upset me and it's probably killed the save for me because I've like taken twenty steps backwards so we will see what happens with that so we're gonna jump over back over to Argentina uh, and take a look at a seventeen year old winger who is destined for Europe at the end of the month when he takes a path well trodden to Benfica his breakout season at Vélez saw. Gianluca Prestiani played 39 times, scoring three times and assisting once. But maybe more interestingly, he had his head turned for Europe and ended up getting into a bit of bother with Vélez Ultras when the team was struggling in a relegation fight. His move to Benfica won't stop him from being an available prospect after the winter update. So let's look how he fares in football. Manager. Lovely player, Joe. This is a chap you spoke about earlier saying that you had, right? Nobbed. Oh, Absolutely yeah. nobbed. I mean, that, that screenshot I've put there is obviously that's in, from my save. So that's, he's yeah. obviously 22 there. It's 2028 when you look at him. So you can already see how he's developed. Um, I signed him um, from Velez. Obviously, this in, in the current kind of football manager update, he will still be at Velez. But it won't be till obviously the winter update that he'll move across to Benfica. Um, you know, we he was written about last year on the, our Wonder Kid Watch on the web yes. on the website. 
Um, so that's he was known already. Um, but yeah, as I say, he. I think his head had been turned already in the league and when Velez was struggling, um, I think the ultras kind of had a little word with him and that sharpened him up a little bit because I think he'd just kind of given up when the team actually needed him. And it, like he's a massive Velez fan. I've, I've read a little bit about him. Um, you know, for, as as a kid, that was his team. Like you fight, tend to find in Argentina, like they're, they're very, very loyal and it's very um, kind of partisan, um, the supporter base out there. Um, but yeah, I signed him from Velez I think it was about 14 million something like that uh, and again another one you can see how many times he played for me on that screenshot 35 times yeah. he hadn't played that much and then he started he's, uh, demanding a contract and I mean to be fair like he was really good in a match engine but demanding a new contract wanted like 70 80 grand a week which I wasn't going to do and I think I went in and I, I do this quite a lot is I'll go quite heavy on bonuses so he wouldn't have been that far out. I think I was offering him like 45 grand a week, but like big goal and assist bonuses. If he was in the team of the year, he'd get a big bonus, like all performance-based bonuses to get him there. And for me, I was like, he was probably going to end up being my highest paid player. And because Gonzalez was gone, I wanted to keep him as well. And then went for a round of contracts, kept Richard kept getting rejected, went to the agent and said, you know, can we resolve this? He was like, no, don't even want to talk to you. And then literally, wow. as I clicked out of that interview, it went fine or of his release clause of 25 million or whatever it was. And then he was gone the next day. So literally. Have <laughs> Final had a load of money or something then, Joe? Because he's on 90 grand a week on your screenshot there. Uh, no, just real, I would would have said he's too good for that league. Surely. Yeah, I mean or they sign. Yeah, he, he definitely is. But I mean, obviously with like Dutch teams and they they their players go for big money, so they they've actually got a Mexican striker that I went to sign as well, who I'd never heard of. Can't tell you now what his name is, um, but he in game like his attributes were striker. I was like, fuck me, have I never heard of this guy? And I thought, oh, is he one of them that's reached his current ability quickly because that's the mm. thing this year so as he got really good really early um, and he was only like 15 million something like that it wasn't even a lot of money his goals per game he was like scored more goals than he played games and I was like I don't really need a striker at the moment but should I buy him yeah. because now i found him I know that he's going to go and then literally Feyenoord went in bought him so they, they've got some really good players but yeah but I couldn't believe it. You can see, well, you can see the value that he's got there, 51 to 59 million crossed out. And he went for his release clause, which was 20, just like 25 million. So I was gutted because I was like, if they'd have just said no, and then I could have yeah. worked on selling him, you know, I, it was just one of them that I was like, if he'd have re-signed, I probably would have sold him just to get rid of yeah. him because he's a bit, but he literally, it was like, I come out of that um, meeting with the agent and it literally then went, Fine order of his release clause, so he's going. And I was like, you absolute cock, because he <laughs> was my right winger, and at the moment, I've not replaced him. Which yeah. I, and I've gone into season six, kind of, I've, I've pulled someone up from the 23s, a young winger that I'd nicked from Benfica, who's all right, but he's not Prestiani. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit sour grapes with me at the moment, because he was a knobhead to me, but if you look at his attributes, 22 years old, Dribbling, crossing, agility, you know, vision. He's, he's got everything there, hasn't he? Yeah, right-footed, cuts in from both wings. It, it, he's got a lot. The one thing he hasn't got, height. He's very, very vertically challenged, Joe, at five foot six. You're such a heightist. 
I'm tallest, actually. And, and, and as it says in yeah. <laughs> No good for Duke's corner exploits. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Well, that brings episode number three. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a shame, isn't it? He, he didn't have a, a wonderful time with you, Joe, but he does look like a very good player. Mate, when he played um, for me, brilliant. Yeah. It's just, he's a knob. Just when he wanted to. Yeah. Mm, I like can see said, why Joe, the Joe, wanted be... to fill him in. <laughs> <laughs> Good looking lad. Uh, there is a Wonder Kid watch on the five star potential written from last season. So uh, that will be linked in the description. Uh, I'm sure, David. You're expecting yeah. a lot from Dave here, isn't there? There'll be a yeah. lot of links, a lot of screenshots. We'll give him a shout out because yeah, we'll got... it was Roxend FM that wrote it as well. Yeah. So it's nice yeah, to give a shout out to some people that have kind of jumped absolutely. on and helped mad with, with a few blogs. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's busy on this Sunday evening. Um, right. Quiz Dave. No. Sorry. That brings episode we hour, 300. So? <laughs> it's been over an hour. We, we've done an hour, mate. Okay. We're done. Awesome. <laughs> done our time. That brings episode 334 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest Football Manager content. Five Star Potential is available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and most of our popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every single week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, goodbye gentlemen. gentlemen. I hate the Eagles. Good night. <laughs>